like a star, but only strictly where I'm famous. I'm in this for the longest haul, like we'll see where it takes us. I'm throwing back these double shots like whiskey here is weightless. Cause, cause this career I chose was even riskier than Vegas, yo. Welcome to another episode of Live with Colby Psychic Rebel. And uh, I'll tell you what, tonight I pulled out all the stops. I mean, this is going to be a super duper fun packed night. I have one of my personal favorite uh, teachers, mentors, amazing, incredible, world-renowned psychic mediums uh, who agreed to join us this evening. And I feel so blessed and, and so honored. He is a British psychic medium. He's an author, a television personality. He's super funny. He has everything under the stars and more. And, uh, he has had three television series, the psychic detective street detective psychic school. He teaches around the world, tours around the world, has written books. Oh my goodness. I don't even know where to end. But uh, let's just start with the introduction of Tony Stockwell. Hi, Tony. <laughs> Hi, Tony. How are you? Very well, thank you. You okay? I am doing great. And, you know, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a little late there in the UK, and I really do appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm looking forward to it. Now, you've had such a busy, busy uh, last few weeks. You've been on tour there in the UK. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much always on tour. I think <laughs> it's the longest tour in the world. It started when I was 33 this time. <laughs> so it's a very long tour. It's continuous. But yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. And so now, do you just kind of keep going? Do you ever take breaks in between or anything like that? Or not really? No, no, I don't do. I'm very lucky. I think in the UK, I do like 70 theatres a year. Oh, uh, wow. And, uh, and it's generally the same sort of towns that we go in. So the people in the UK know where I'm going to be at least once a year. And then, of course, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm travelling. But uh, we're very lucky. We've got a, a nice little holiday home in Spain. Uh, oh. Which is easy for British people to get to. So um, Spain sounds very glamorous, but you know, it's not far on a plane. And so we get to take the children and spend some time uh, every couple of months or for a week or two. Oh, well, that's great. That's great. And most people know you've got two children, right? Yeah, two children. I've got Marnie. She's uh, five and a half. And Finn, who's three and a half. Have you noticed any gifts in them yet? No. Endlessly <laughs> um, <laughs> to argue uh, over the last few days. But no, they're, they're, they're very kind children and they're good kids and they're thoughtful. And Marley, my little girl, she writes me love notes and tells me how special I am. Uh, so, and you know, for me, I don't need the children to be psychic or mediumistic. I want to be great humanitarians. Yeah. And, and if they then decided that there was another side to the nature to develop, I'd certainly help them. But uh, yeah, just, just at the moment, they're just regular kids with a good nature. Oh, that's great. That's great. And, uh, and do you plan on having any more? <laughs> My God, we're too old. Now we, we were we were late having the children, as you can appreciate, and uh, we always wanted to be fathers. So I mean, of course, we're a husband, and so um, we wanted to be fathers for always. And it's only you know tolerance and change of, uh, of opinion. And suddenly, certainly in the UK, anyway, um, we now know plenty of same-sex parents that are either adopting or having children. So we're we're part of a new swathe of of parents, but yeah, and we're having a great time doing it. Oh, that's fabulous! That's that's great. I used to, um, you know, before I entered this work, I was a tax accountant, as most people know, and so I was in uh, tax when the government was passing same-sex marriage, all the laws, and. So, and, and I worked for a firm that was all same sex. <laughs> so it, it, it's a huge personal thing for me that everybody is like, you know, equal rights and fun and having families. I think it's fabulous. I, I, I think that massively. And I think not just that, you know, somebody said to me the other day, what are you intolerant to? And I said, of course, intolerance. And, and I think that there is in this day and age, especially as we're talking to and uh, about spiritual things and spiritual people, 
um, that we, we do have a responsibility to stamp out any kind of prejudice, whether that be color-based or sexual orientation, disability. Uh, um, we, it's, it's huge. I think it's part of our spiritual awakening to notwithstand intolerance and speak up against it wherever it exists. So do you find yourself in situations where you do speak up publicly or in a personal situation publicly where you speak up? I speak a lot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was speaking to a group tonight. I was, I was taking a group at my own center for a colleague of mine on vacation. So I took a group, and there was maybe 20 people in a group. And it wasn't their fault, but I said, I only see white faces in this group. Because in my group, I, I liked a very eclectic group of people. They said, it's not our fault. And I said, I forgive you. But it does worry me seriously that um, some of the work that we do as um, spiritual mediums and psychics, etc., cetera, it, it appeals to people that, that almost resonate with us, which is absolutely fine. But I wonder how many people feel excluded from it. Now, yeah. I'm in London, her name's Sonia uh, Thomas, and uh, she's a black girl, uh, Rastafarian. And uh, my friend went to demonstrate for her at her home with 30 people attending. And I said, what, who attended? And she said, do you know the strangest thing? She said, it was 30 black people in the demonstration. And I just thought, there you go. They yeah. obviously feel they can resonate and it's permitted and they've got something in common with Sonia, a lady of color. And I think that it worries me a little bit. We just need a game with all things to broaden and allow people to come in and say look this is for everybody yeah no matter where you come from you know, what, what, what kind of money you have or don't have and and from all other kind of previous religious belief systems we do i don't know i've got a thing at the moment where i wonder whether we're doing it kind of right we should be more expansive right yeah it is you know and maybe that's the the progression of the future is that we you know we do just stop uh maybe it's not all in spiritual bookstores that we're demonstrating we need to be out there do you know and you, you're right i did a, a, a show uh, years ago i was in my early 30s and one of my previous shows was called street psychic oh yes street and psychic you're working it out for yourself so i was offered this show and they said um, we've got a format would you like to do it and i said well i'll try and they took me to random high streets and malls shopping malls and said we'll follow you with a with a camera crew and go up to random strangers and say i'm a psychic can i read for you and that was very much just getting out there with people that honestly thought you were crazy or they were, they were deeply religious and they'd be offended. Um, but that was a great show because it just took psychic out of for normal people that wouldn't necessarily seek us out. Yes. Uh, so we, that was great. And we did a show actually in San Francisco and it was televised here. But that was, a, that was an interesting show, certainly. Yeah, and that's the idea is, you, you know, right, I, I love how, you know, you definitely were, you know, I mean, a pioneering in doing the, the street psychic. I mean, that must have been scary, right? Like, you know, because you had a way of working and then now they're saying, go out and just talk to everyday people. And you must have been like, oh. <laughs> well, you know, it was scary for lots of different reasons, but I've been doing this since I was uh, very young, so I was 16, and demonstrating in spiritualist churches and, and that kind of thing since I was 19. And so up until that time, my only real understanding of the work was evidential mediumship and so and i my old tutors were very strong on the evidence where's the evidence and so that's how we were trained and suddenly i was out there working psychically with no spirit communication and i i think i found that most challenging not because i couldn't do it but just i felt like i was being dirty i felt like i was doing something wrong you know but not <laughs> in mediumship constantly but that was a great thing for me because it broadened my awareness that not everybody needs communion constantly yes we need guidance all sorts of things and that's a beautiful thing to offer yeah absolutely and sometimes too it's just that clarity that we can offer that in that soul-to-soul connection right that beautiful thing clarity is exactly right you take people to a space of no of, of clarity uh, where they can then hopefully make their own decisions. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's great. And, you know, so we talked about you touring and doing all that. And I did mention at the beginning of the hour that you tour around the world teaching. So I do want to bring up that you are coming to my hometown, Los Angeles. So um, you're going to do a a workshop with one of my absolute all-time favorite mediums and, and friend, Fleur. So you guys are coming. So it's June 25th and it goes through June 29th. So what is that? Five days, right? Is it, it's a five day intensive course called the modern medium. Tell us about it. Well, the, the modern medium. So we, we've, we've really split it into five days, of course, just for the duration of the course, but each day we'll be looking at a different subject. So there'll be a day that focuses on the, uh, how to bring and, and offer the evidence that spirit is around us and then move beyond that into what do they want to say and trying to tap into or tune our minds to the intelligent flow of communication. There's be a day on the pure psychic. So that, that's the day we give the spirit world off and uh, we work intuitively to know things and I'm going to bring in some psychic detection uh, into that too, which is something that I, I do on the quiet here uh, for certain cases. Uh, there, but there's also a day on trance healing uh, where we um, um, allow spirit to come so close to us that we feel we're sharing the space. And it will be for those spirit beings that have an interest in fixing, helping, aligning uh, both physical, mental, emotional bodies uh, of us that you know that in, the, in this world. And uh, the other two dates, oh, uh, you'll have to figure it <laughs> <laughs> there's a five-day course every day is a different subject and it's going to be very eclectic and we'll have some fun and we'll maybe do some demonstrating in that time too um, but yeah i just think the gifts of the spirit are vast and to give us an opportunity to maybe tackle new things interesting things will be exciting do you have a favorite area? Because, I mean, you do, like you said, you do trance, you do detective work, um, you help on cases, the medium, you know, you, you'll read for any anybody, the everyday mom, right? So do you have a favorite? Like, is there something that just makes your heart go pitter-patter more, more than anything else? Oh, um, I, th- I think it is the, the variety that obviously is the thing that I love. But I suppose... Truly, any connection I can make where it feels real. So it doesn't matter whether I'm demonstrating that or it's a one-to-one. And um, I mean, tiny example, there'll be always lots of examples, but I was saying um, I did uh, two contacts yesterday morning, I think, first thing. One, I honestly thought, well, this is this is not the worst reading I've ever done. Then I should honestly reconsider my, my position here. It was just really hard work. So... I was dull and I was glum and I kept thinking, my God, what is this about? I mean, 10 minutes later, this other lady comes in and she travels seven hours to come find me, come see me. And she sat down, her her son came straight through and detail after detail after detail. And so the reason I just bring that up quite simply is for anybody out there that does this kind of work, we're going to have good days, bad days, great readings and oh my god <laughs> want to remember again and there's so much of that it's not nothing to do with us it's very much dependent on the the will of the the, the, the openness of the recipient i.e the person that's receiving the contact but what do i love the most when it's right yeah when i, love, when I can feel the spirit person's personality you know the, the recipient's you know looking i'm i'm as amazed but there are some readings that are just so wonderfully fabulous and real. And you truly feel you've been the middle part as the medium and you've, you've stood or sat between those two worlds and you've offered detail and it feels so wonderfully real. And uh, it's a constant reminder of the work that we do as sensitive mediums, that it's, 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 it's real. And, and I, that's the only way I can think of. And it's valid and it creates blessings in this world. What do you do when you get tired? I mean, do you get tired or are you just like super psychic man, human medium? Well, I like Because <laughs> some of us get tired. So we want to know what do, what, do, what do you recommend when we get tired? I, 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 I don't know what to recommend, but I don't think I've, I've just got it right at all. But 
uh, I do definitely get tired. And it's not like having a normal job. Do you know it's not? You know, I could do four clients in the morning and a demonstration at night, and I'm I'm tired. There's no question. But it's the, I think it takes a lot from you mentally that degree of concentration. And if we do it well enough, we're so out there with the people that come to, to seek us out and wanted it to be real and wanted it to be right and wanted it to be meaningful for them. But it's an intensity to it. So I, I try to, to close my eyes whenever I can. So yeah, easy. But, you know, just being in the car, going to the, the demonstration, you get there 10 minutes before, just to zone out. Mm-hmm. And, and this is probably the more interesting is to visual, I try to visualize my own incarnate spirit rising to meet the challenge. And then that defies all sorts of emotional, physical tiredness. And you start then to res- respond to the power of your own spirit. Right. So I'm, I'm far more interested these days about h- how we function as, as we do, as mediums and psychics, etc., and uh, how much of our higher self or the incarnate self um, is at play. And really, I think tr- the way forward is to work in any way we can through meditation, contemplation, to allow our own spirit to manifest more fully. And truly, when we're in that, then we're in our power. When we're in our power, then we're in, we're in sync with the others that come to guide us. And then we can collapse when we finish that work. But yeah, I do get to no question. But you're trying to get as much rest as I can as the way forward. Yeah. It's incredible, yeah. though, the work that you do. Because, you know, the dem- first of all, you, the demonstrations and the teaching, it's endless. And, you know, mm. you can tell that um, you're passionate and committed. But you also put out resources for people to either tap into their own gifts or to help them. So one of the latest things you did are the CDs, the the uh, path to trance mediumship. What inspired that? And, and tell us a little bit about that for the for the listeners. Of course, of course. Well, um, I, I've got you know a number of CDs out there. The reason I did them because people don't always have access to us individually, uh, and um, you know, people live in spaces where they can't develop. There's no groups around them. So I just thought it'd be a neat idea to be able to <clears throat> excuse me put something together where people could practice at home. But trance, uh, or trance, trance, uh, is one of those things that it, it doesn't, it's not easily demonstrated or easily taught, and it's very difficult to find people who have a good experience of trance with someone who knows how. So I put the trance CD together so people then could have access to it in their own homes. But it's had really good results. And it's not one of those CDs you listen to it once and think, what else can I do next? People have listened to it every day, you know, for the duration. And over a period of a year or so, they've really started to get somewhere with it. So people that don't understand trance as such, it's really entering the altered altered state of consciousness to allow those uh, in the other world, individuals in the other world, to come merge with us so completely that we feel we're sharing a space. And then with time, um, we try then to surrender more fully, that we uh, allow that spirit being precedence over our mind. And then we try to lean back in our consciousness that their words are heard, their actions are conveyed, their healing is offered. Transfiguration may easily be as a consequence of that, but they're able to show their face over the features of the medium. So that's quite a, um, a, a specific thing, uh, trance, not for everyone, but those that have got it have had great results. I also have one out called uh, Healing the Wounded Soul, uh, which should be very well, and there's uh, um, lots of different exercises, um, heighten your spiritual awareness, journey to the spirit world. Now, journey to the spirit world, if I don't know what to say is a wonderful one only because people that seek us out and we then tell them that father is there and mother is by the side. But when they go home, they just wait them for the next six months for that connection. But say something like journey to the spirit world, it empowers normal people that they can literally go into this guided meditation and still have their own daily connection 
uh, um, with their mom and their dad and anybody else they've loved that have gone before them. So I love that because they don't these people that may listen to that particular CD may not necessarily want to be mediums as such. Right. Their own medium, you know, for well, certain that's actually really perfect because one of the viewers she posted a question she uh lost her daughter at a, at a pretty young age and she said you know how do i sit and get messages from my daughter in spirit you know how can i increase my hearing or seeing or feeling and so again this this guided meditation sounds perfect to kind of help her on that journey <laughs> It sounds like a massive plug, but you know, but you know, the CD aside, something like that would be wonderful. Um, but th there can be nothing worse than losing a child. It must be the most horrific thing in the world. So I really feel for that lady. And the thing for her to remember, as with anyone listening to the same predicament, is our children still love us and uh, they would know we love them. And their connection to us is going to be stronger with the parent than it is with any medium we go to so it's really an invitation for the parent to work in a way that they build their sensitivity to feel spirit um, um closely close to themselves but one of the neatest ways is to ask that their children may come and walk with them in their dreams oh. I'm convinced that there's dreams. We have dreams. I think mm -hmm. I once went to Mickey Mouse in a dream. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of the dream. But I've also spoken to my aunt just after she passed. And I can tell you now, her face was next to mine. We're talking intently. I'm cuddling her. I can smell her. And she said, I've got to go. And I woke up with such a start. But it wasn't a dream. It was my spirit and her spirit's communion whilst I was in the sleep state. And so, excuse me, I think that um, our loved ones will journey close to us whilst we're in the sleep state. But those people have had this experience whilst being, by, by, whilst rather more being asleep, they will absolutely know what I'm saying is beyond any kind of dream. You experience something similar yourself? Yeah, I, I always, um, when I try to explain it, I always feel like we remember all the details of the dream. Like it just, and even when we uh, retell it, it's like we're living it again. Yeah, and um, and I, I do feel like, and I never feel like they're negative, right? They're just filled with love and care. Beautiful. Because there is no negativity when someone I don't. Yeah, I don't, I know, I don't believe that either. But uh, so with the now back to the trance, right? So with this trance, are you going to do a trance demonstration in LA? Because I've seen you do it a few times. And it's incredible. Are you planning on doing one in LA? Well, if people are interested for me to do one, I will put one on. It's not yeah, it's I know bit. people will love it. I know you yeah. have a demonstration with Fleur too. So you've got this five day intensive um and john will put up the flyer if he hasn't already because he's amazing that's our engineer but we you've got a demonstration with fleur that's uh june 25th everyone it's in hollywood california and it's 7 to 9 p.m our time the tickets are available at mediumfleur.com and uh that was fun i saw you guys last year and that oh it's so much fun i mean the two of you together it's just dynamic and, and it, it's so fabulous it's it's great and she's also she's, a very good, she's a very good medium she oh she's in, oh my god she's like incredible she's she's so yeah. wise and incredible and the gift it, it is beautiful i love watching her work i've had her on the show as well a couple times i'm always like we're busy <laughs> Down. Yeah, she's, she's one to watch, you know, because she, she, she thinks that's out of the box and she's trying to constantly expand uh, the, the work of the, the, the medium, certainly. But, you know, going back, yeah, if people are interested in seeing me do, do a trance down, I'd be very happy to do one. And, and of course, I think you, I saw you in uh, in L.A. when I was working with uh, Lisa, I think. And yeah. You, yeah. And then I saw you in New Jersey. Yeah. And you... Uh, facilitated for me you 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 held the space for me whilst I was thank you again I did that thank you it was such a such an honor I mean I I, I swear it's going to be something I talk about till the day I die <laughs> it was well, really quite an honor there's an atmosphere this is the thing I like about trance is when it's real 
there's an atmosphere um, that, that permeates the room, and it's almost as though we've entered like a, like a holy space. Yes. Sometimes, you know, it's, it, just, it just feels very different, if nothing else. And again, if we're lucky on some dems, you, you never can guarantee, but if the energy's right, there's some, sometimes there can be things you see and something you sense, something, some things you smell, uh, something that you hear. That it's, it's, just, it's just beyond the logic or mind, and it just feels so lovely. Because I think the other world are so desperate to come closer to us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can you imagine now, like, look at it from their point of view. They're, they're constantly trying to knock on the door. They're constantly trying to say, I'm here, I'm here. And we, we put up these barriers and these requirements. Well, did you give me the blue jay I asked for? And what's my first, middle, and last name? And what's the last for my social? Like, that's yeah. what the recipients set up sometimes without just letting us connect absolutely right and you know that's very true and you know i do so many reasons i'm sure you know we're all the same boat but um a couple of reasons just come to mind you know i, I just catalog this stuff but uh, a young young guy come to see me about a year ago and he sat there and i thought define logic what you do because i really felt his mum was in the spirit but he looked kind of young and i just thought well, in for a penny in for a pound what you say so i said look i think feel strong your mother is here you know literally it's my first opening statement it's, it's a big statement to make because if it's wrong you know you, you you spoil potentially what could be a wonderful connection and rather than say yes or no to me the guy simply said are you asking me or are you telling me he <laughs> else didn't smile or allowed me to go laugh along with him. And I said, well, I guess I think I'm telling you your mother's in the spirit. The whole reading went that way. The whole reading was so hard work that in the end, I became really very blunt. Well, she's 56 and she's passed with and she's got, and eventually kind of caved in. But I think if I had been less experienced, I think I would have had to give up because yeah. he had attitude and to be fair the reason I share this experience is because when I quizzed the guy after because the reading was fine and, and I quizzed the guy afterwards and I said you gave me a real hard time through that and quite nicely he said um, I'm really sorry he said but I just needed it to be true uh... I, in the end you know it's like a, he wasn't trying to be mean right? defy logic yeah was, and I think, too, especially when we start out, we, you know, at least I can remember the days I started um, and someone was kind of that recipient. It was hard and I felt like, oh, they're just being closed off, closed off, closed off. But as I kind of grew with experience, I started to realize, no, they just they want to believe more than anything. They do just. So what they're doing is they're just, they actually want to believe. They don't want to be closed off. I, I, I think just shifting that perception, yes. um, you know, we can get impatient because it, it's exhausting. It's tiring when they're like that. But um, yeah. sometimes they're the most, you know, you probably gave him the most incredible healing experience. Well, you know, you only hope. <laughs> all that came to mind just the other day, and this is I don't know where I'm, I waffle on, but... Um, when each of us go to sleep, every single person in the world, when each of us go to sleep, I truly believe our spirit has an experience. Mm -hmm. So um, every person, no matter whether we're born in Ethiopia, in Dallas, or in London, or the Ukraine, uh, when we sleep as a human being, I think our spirit lifts and has something of an experience. So when somebody wakes up and they say, if they were having this conversation, I believe in nothing, I think it's all nonsense, and I think when you're died, you're just nothing. Then they go to sleep again, and then they have this experience. And it well, it may well be that you're in that in that spiritual experience through dream space, or rather, more through sleep space. Um, others gather around them and say, "Oh, you know, it's a shame you don't believe more than you." Oh, well, of course, when I'm asleep, I must know it to be true. It's only when I wake up that I that I have this thought. That there is nothing there is such a sense of disconnect so i think truly if we're vibrant spirit people here and now having a physical experience when we sleep we know of that that spiritual world that as readers all we truly do is remind people of that which they already know right 
Yeah. We their heart self back to their head self. And that's what I've noticed more than anything. Now, people that come seek me out, especially with this emotional issue or there's the strife of life, etc. We just have we're just trying to mend them. So we're allowing them to feel again their their vibrant spirit and allow their conscious mind to relax in such a way they can start to feel into who they truly are. Because I think most people in the world are sleepwalking. Yeah. And part of our work as a spiritual work is no matter whichever modality we work, we're there to awaken the dormant spirit of humanity um, that they might become more aware of who they truly are and maybe some of the promises they may have made before they were born. They can fulfill. Yeah, exactly. Because we can't just be really random. Is to think of everyone we've loved is now dwelling in the summer land. And everyone will ever come before or after us, rather, already now dwell in that summerland. And it's just us for this very short window of opportunity to dwell in this physical space. So it's very important that those alive at this current time in this world recognize on some level or another that the journey is short and yet the impact of this journey could be enormous. And it is just trying to remember why am I here? What are my hope, aims, and objectives for this lifetime around? Well, I just thought of uh, something when you were saying that is what if this lifetime, this physical life experience that we have, what if it's that guy, that recipient client? Well, are you telling me or are you showing me? What if this is, you know, and we're supposed to kind of say, well, wait a second and, and rise up and Absolutely. Awaken from within. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all useful and mm-hmm. it's all thought provoking. And I think we're all chipping away at the outer edges of that which stops us truly knowing who we are and why we are here. And, you know, we live in a Western world. And if we didn't, of course, we'd live elsewhere. But, you know, being spiritual people, um, most of us at this point would have become something else. You know, yeah. we never the hermit, the holy man, something else, uh, um, the guru, the disciple. And yet we find ourselves in a more modern world, and this suits us the way we work in trying to serve humanity in any way, which way we can, whether we're lecturing or demonstrating or creating healing sessions for other people. But I just love the spiritual community of people. And once you're actually truly immersed within our kind, like the non-muggling people, once we're actually uh, truly immersed within the wizarding folk that, are, that make us up, other people don't seem as alluring or as interesting. You know, if you're trying right. to follow someone that's just so earthy. Yes. For a moment, but there's, you know, you think, my God, please bring me a spiritual. That yeah, I'm like, it's almost hard to find things to talk about sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I find I'm not- that I'm more quiet, uh, you know, in the earth, like in the earthly group settings, I'm, I'm more quiet and in, in spiritual settings, I'm like yappy. <laughs> you're confident saying, aren't you? you? You know, you're, you're in your space. Yeah. You know, you know about and you're respected in. So it, it's, it's easy to speak our truth with, with amongst our own. Definitely. So yeah, it's weird, really. I think we just huddle together at times for, for solace. And yes. Some way agree now. Now we better get out there and start yeah. and see if we can awaken a few others. But yeah. we probably come together and recharge one another. We recharge our batteries together and then so, say, all right, go. <laughs> go. Yeah, go out to the muggle. <laughs> go get a muggle. Absolutely. Yeah, go, go, get, go get some muggles today. Um, so <laughs> when you see... Do you, you know, you must witness and, and, and see in people a medium or a connection. Do you encourage them to train or, or how do you spot that? And, and if you do, do you say something to them? Um, yes, yes and no. Yes and no. I think I see a lot of people, um, early stages of development that I think are very talented. And it's very strange because I've made the mistake in the past by taking someone aside who I do believe has a real talent. And I've said to them, I feel you're talented. They go, thank you very much. And I feel you'll do well in the work, and that's also marvellous. And then before you know it, they've 
got some crazy ideas. You know, they're rushing things. They feel they've got to do all tomorrow. Because I think I put that pressure on them, really, in some ways. And so what I tend to do, I look, of course, for ability, but I'm also looking for sincerity and longevity. And that's what mm -hmm. you need in this work. You know, yes. it's a long time to truly develop. It's not something you can do in a 10-week course. Right. You know, so it takes years of development. And uh, so we have to uh, um, recognize that those that we prom promote is the wrong word entirely, but those that we encourage and continue yes. to it's not always the most um, talented, but it's the most dedicated. That yes. I look. And it's okay. yeah. And you also do mentoring programs. Are, I think they're two-year programs. Is, is that right? Or? Two and one year. I'm just, I'm just on the tail end of a two-year USA-Canada um, online program. Um, and they've all become as friends. I mean, they're just gorgeous, really, really nice people. So, um, and I'm just, I think in Jan January, I start another USA, Canada, uh, one year mentorship. Program, okay. Which would be lovely. It's once a month on a Sunday, we do a three hour mammoth session online. So it's me talking, inspiration, God willing. And then. <laughs> thereafter and then we speak for an hour a month um so they do homework and then i speak to them literally an hour a month uh, over facetime or uh, skype and then we go through everything that they've encountered we work through any issues um if, whilst they've been doing a reading or a dem whatever it may be uh and i try to work with them and you know to to, to, to move them through their blocks yeah, okay so i love that i like people so it's easy to do and do you, so they can go to your website and sign up for that now? Yeah, they can go to the website and that's only just become available in the last week or so. So if people don't see it on the website, be patient and I will post that up in the next couple of days. Okay. And so for anyone who is asking, it's uh, TonyStockwell.com. You made it pretty easy, right? <laughs> yeah. We're lucky to get it. That's the thing. Yeah, good. Yeah. The meeting is called Tony Stockwell, so that was easy enough. <laughs> oh, nice. That's, that's really, uh, it's, it's great. Now you also have book, your couple books, uh, spirited, the psychic case files, walking with the angels. I know they're all available on Amazon, but the spirited, tell us about th that book. But spirited was my first book. So that okay. 15 years ago, almost maybe 14 years ago. Uh, and I think I look quite cute on that cover. <laughs> it uh, is a cute cover. Uh, I, he's going to show it, actually. <laughs> well lit, I think. <laughs> That's it. It's about that one very much is my autobiography about how I got involved in, in spirit and uh, the people that trained me and helped me and my first demonstrations, and my entry into sort of public life in as much, you know, I, I got a lot of TV in a very short space of time and got, you know, opportunities to speak to bigger groups. So it is that book. And it's also my philosophies on things, my understandings of things. Do you feel like your philosophy has changed over the years? That's, that's very good question. It changes every day. I've, I've said things today in the group that I said I didn't know yesterday. And, that's <laughs> it. and I think just, people don't always understand. Within the spiritual work we do, when we're in very, a very privileged position that people are willing to listen, then we can expand constantly on our own message. So um, I don't know if it makes particular sense, but the longer I talk to certain groups, the more stuff I say I didn't know I knew. Oh, wow. I'm constantly scanning to groups. <gasps> now, this is interesting. I never thought of this before. And yeah, so it's constantly evolving uh -huh. and lovely. So I do actually have a group that only comes to hear me talk, which is really lovely. I mean, yeah. Um, and they just come to see what I can come up with this week. So, you know, that's, that's been a nice experience. But I just think all of us are, um, are able to tap into a source of knowingness, of intelligence. Uh, that talks of eternal truths and those eternal truths are there certainly to rescue us from ourselves and and our own crazy behavior and um, dedication to the to our own physical lives 
Well, one of the things I know I really enjoyed, you know, because I've studied with you as well. And one of the things that, well, there's many things, but two of the things in particular, one is you really encourage people to have fun with this work, you know, to enjoy that we're working with spirit and not to make it feel so heavy all the time. No, absolutely. And then you're a very good point. Because I, I know for a fact that if you see a group of people working and they're enjoying what they're doing, then the energy is so much more vibrant. Yeah. If you are letting the class dead intense, you just have a lot of people sitting around going, oh, I don't know what I've got, and it's really hard, and did she, was she, had she? But when they're giggling, you know, not actually giggling, but I just feel it's light and vibrant, it's so much easier to get wonderful things. And, and I've often thought that spirit people don't gather close to us to communicate on a vibration of misery. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's a celebration. I think that's exactly what it is. Communion, communication should be a celebratory thing. Yeah, I think spirit too, at least I think they joke with us. I think they play with us. It's the same as like if you and I were going to get together at a party and have a little convo, we would laugh and giggle and, and, and point to something. And, and I think spirit works the same way, right? Do you agree? Totally agree. And they love it when when their their, their entrance and their, their subsequent validation leaves the person, sometimes in tears, but it's a wonderful tears, aren't they? Yes, you know, yeah. You need- Spirit, someone's got that spirit and we may cry but it's such a release that we know we're going to see them again it's a joyful thing and i think sometimes in those moments so like the tears i think for, especially in that one moment of connection those tears are not the tears of sadness they're the tears of like they're feeling and reliving that experience with that person again in those few moments and it's bringing them such intensity joy yeah absolutely yeah. it is fun <laughs> huh <laughs> We have a TV show here. I don't know if you have it. It's called Long Lost Families. You may have the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most things either you know, go from one side of the pond to the other. Yes. And you know, it's like, you know, so you, you, you find someone who didn't know their mom and they find their mom. And I love those programs. And I love them because I enjoy getting my tissue. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for the moment where I'm allowed to just solve my heart. I love it. And what what I love about it is those wonderful moments of reunion. And I think that the work we do is all about the reunion of souls. And to to find someone who looks upon you and says, I can't believe this real. I can't believe she's here. We're rocking their world. And you, you do this work because... We hope that one, on, on, on one level, we hope people live assured they will see their loved one again. But more importantly, beyond that, when they start to go home and consider, well, if mum, dad, brother, sister dwell in now in another world and truly do so, they are, they are eternal. You know, they did not die upon death. And then, of course, for us in this world, we're, we're crumbs. We won't be dead either. So it almost is that there is an awakening within that, that this life is actually vital. It's very important that we live abundantly and with fun and with joy and with service. Yes. You know, and I think when you get your head around that, other stuff just feels inconsequential. Other little worries that we may have about things that may or may not happen in 20 years, they just, they just pale into insignificance. We're living there now. What about, um, someone posted a question. She said, you know, what do you do if uh, you have a session, you have a client, but you're having trouble raising your vibration? Or do you, do you have any recommendations as to how, so, how someone can make that connection or how they can raise that vibration? Yes, of course. No, I get it completely. So the lady that's asking, or the person who's asking the question is a reader, do you think? Yes, yeah. And she's saying, hey, how do I raise my vibration if I'm not super feeling it? Yeah, good. Now, I, I would suggest this. I could say all clever things about how to rise vibrations, but it's not going to be very helpful. <laughs> I, I think that we, 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 it's not working because we've become rigid in our uh, attempts to work in a certain way that doesn't fulfill the need of the recipient. 
So say, for instance, I'm working, I'm having a terrible blinking time because I'm trying to bring through dad and she's not interested and I don't know honestly where the evidence is coming from and it's not very accurate. I would leave it and then I would almost choose then to go back into the field of my recipient and wonder for a moment, what do you need from me? And then I may well find myself talking about her work. They will find myself talking about her spiritual progression. They will find myself talking about the mystery of that situation. And then recognize it's almost a part of a dance. And sometimes we have to work from the soul to soul, work empathically, work psychically, work, work with guides and guardians. And then that all of those things that we do prior to, to the communion of souls, if you like, build the energy, gain the interest, gain the the confidence of the living. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't worry so much, but I would work more eclectically. Okay. Just change the discipline that I'm trying to work with. And, you know, very quickly, if nothing else, I would look at my recipient and say, now I'm having a wonderful time here, but tell me, give me a, a sense of how I might serve you better. And then I would ask them almost to lead me in as much, look at my work or whatever it might be. And then I would use that then to get myself back in my power. Right. Okay. Okay. Great. And you also have a, a center that you opened up there. It's called Soul Space. So where is it located exactly? Just outside of London. Oh, um, wow. So 30 minutes on the train. And we're right by the train station. And we're 30 minutes from Liverpool Street Station, which is the city uh, of London. And so we're, we're, we're well located. And it's a blessing. I'm actually in a hall. Uh, that was a Jehovah's Witness Hall. Oh. Okay. And then that was taken over by the Spiritualist Church. The Spiritualist Church then ran into some difficulties, and then I was able to um, approach them. And I've taken the space for 10 years, uh, and I've had to completely gut the space and bring it up to date, but it's mine for 10 years. And uh, so we have our groups there. I have some mentorship schemes there. I do some readings there, some Skypes there. And uh, going forward, hopefully some interesting lectures and that kind of thing. But it's neat because it's pretty. Yes. It's, uh, it's well done. And it's literally around the corner from my children's school. So <laughs> I know that it's kind of like a really weird thing to say, but it's so perfect. You know, in as much as 10 minutes from my house, it's around the corner from school. So I can drop kids off, go work, and just find a better balance of things. So it that is nice. Yeah, it was perfect. It's yeah. kind of like you drop the kids off and go to the office. <laughs> this papa does a different kind of work. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I wonder what the kids must think because now they're getting older. I wonder what they think of. Uh, have they seen your work? Have they seen you do a connection? No, they've never okay. seen ever um, but that will come yes and, um, they, they say things like where are you going i said i've got to go to work and uh, little church or big church and what they mean is little center or uh, when i'm choosing the arthur finlay college which is the big space yes so, i've been well, there and little church and uh, and sometimes i say i've got i've got to fly away i'm on an airplane but you'll come home tomorrow and they don't really get it at the moment, but it's kind of cute. We Skype a lot. Oh, yeah, good. I don't, I, don't th- I don't know what on earth they think. At the moment, they know Papa tries to help people. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, right. And at the end of the day, that's all you want them to do is help people. Do you know, it's a conversation I had with Marnie today. What will I do when I'm old, darling? It doesn't matter what you do, darling, as long as you feel you're being kind to people and people are being kind to you. Oh, yeah. fabulous. Trying to bring them up accordingly, no doubt. Yeah. Deeply neurotic at some point, but, you know, at the moment we're doing okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. So we're, we're really kind of coming to an end. I mean, if you can even, I know it's been the, the most amazing time, hasn't it? I, I know. I feel that. Um, but uh, I am so excited that you are coming here in June and thrilled that you're going to be teaching alongside of Fleur. And again, for anyone who doesn't know, it's the Modern Medium course. 
It's June 25th through the 29th. I do believe there's still some spaces and I believe they kind of did some a la carte thing as well. So if someone wants to focus on one specific thing, they can sign up for that day. So that's so, okay. Yes. So that's at mediumfleur.com. And then, you know, her, you and Fleur are going to do an evening of demonstrating. And that's going to be June 25th in Hollywood, California from 7 to 9 p.m. Again, tickets, you know, just go to mediumfleur.com. And um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Fleur. I do just appreciate all that she does. And I do consider her a friend. And she has a radio show on this network as well called Heart of Spirit Radio. So I, I do want to kind of give her a shout out for people to tune in. But uh, Tony, I, I really want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I, I really appreciate you being here today with us. Beautiful. Thank you very much for your time and God bless. Thank you, Don. All right. All right. Have a great night. Uh, have a little cocktail and, and I'll see you in June. Okay, and we're clear. Okay, great. I think he hung up, right? Uh, let me check. I, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So real quick, Colby, uh, when uh, the stream was starting, it went out to the UBN Facebook, and then it went out to yours shortly after. But the thing is, um, can you go into your Facebook really quick and fix something for me? Because I don't have access to fix it from this end. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, what I need you to do is just go to the video. It may take a minute uh, for the video to render on your end, but just go to your uh, Colby Psychic Rebel page. Oh, unlock the Oracle deck? Yeah, that's oh. what happened. So, what happened was um, the, the right description is at the UBN page, but for some reason, this weird one popped up on yours. So okay. um, I can send that to you really quick. Um, uh, I'm just gonna. Um, uh, here, here's the here's. Are you on Facebook right now? Um. Cause here, yeah, I'm just editing it now, but uh, that's okay. Okay, there, here it is. That's what I have on okay, on, okay. on the right one. Thank you. Yeah, and I posted that in the comments while we were live. But um, what's happened is we've added uh, simulcasting now to Facebook so we can simulcast to both pages at one time. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so it went out to our UBN page and then to your page. We're going to rerun this in its entirety at five, correct? Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. It should, definitely. Yeah. So we have everything recorded. No no problems here on on the recorded side. So we'll just re-air this at five. Okay. Okay. Um, Cool. All right. Well... Thank you. Sure thing. I appreciate it so much. Oh, yeah, no, it was a great show. Great show. And um, I was trying to look at the comments, but there were a lot of haters um, on there oh, today. Oh, really? Just because the Bible thumpers, you know what I mean? Those type of oh. people. So, but there were some really loving comments too, but they scrolled so quickly that, you know, there's 58 comments that I see. So. Oh, okay. That's weird. Yeah, I know. And I, I usually don't have that, but it must be. It, uh, it might be because of. Um, him yeah like his you know, yeah his. and i don't have ban ability off of your page so i can't do anything about them so that's okay okay all right okay, cool all right thank you so much sure thing i'll send over the invoice and uh, you take care and i'll see you when you're back in studio okay thanks a lot john thanks, have a Colby. good night okay bye-bye Bye.